Well, she's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man, yeah. <laughs> well, of course, that's the great Waylon Jennings, and if it's how I'd best describe my relationship with a, a former uh, Reno, Nevada cocktail waitress, well, then this must be Dale Radio, and I, of course, am your host, Dale Sheever, coming to you with another episode of Some Things I Enjoy. Uh, as always, from the foul banks of the Guanas, only once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I find myself very far from the Guanas. Tonight, I'm actually coming to you from the 17th floor of the spectacular El Dorado Hotel and Casino here in Reno. And, uh, boy, I've been here about a day and a half, and I've already lost $900 playing Coyote Moon and Glitter Kitty, two of the more popular electronic slot machines down there in the basement and uh, a lot of nice people down there meeting a lot of good good folks and uh, it's just it's just a lot of fun uh, I, I'm here because I'm playing a few gigs uh, over at the co-ed lounge and uh, and also at the Sands Regency I'll be over there if you if you're in town uh, come on by <laughs> and see the show uh, it's a it's a lot of fun here. So uh, people tell me, uh, Dale, uh, how the heck was your flight out of here? And uh, that's a great question. I'm glad people ask. Uh, and, uh, but there's also no easy way to answer that. Of course, since you're all visual people, you're used to. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're used to using your imagination to imagine the many sights that I'm in. Unless you come to some of the live shows and you see it up close, it's just a small room. But uh, uh, if you use your power of visualization here, I'll set a scene for you. Uh, of course, I imagine many of you are picturing me lounging down there by the fifth floor pool in my trunks, uh, eating an artificial crab dip. But uh, and I, that is something I do enjoy. I do like eating artificial seafood near an artificial body of water. So you wouldn't be that far off. But uh, uh, this trip, uh, I set off... Um, with the first leg of the journey, I like to have as many. I don't like nonstop flights, ladies and gentlemen. I like to have as many stops as I can. Unfortunately, I was only able to have one stop on this one, but I, I hope, at least on the red eye going back, that I can stop a few times uh, at some of our greater airports. Uh, but uh, I started this leg of the journey at the unremarkable uh, LaGuardia Airport in New York City. One of the least remarkable of all of our major air hubs, and it certainly lived up to its reputation. Uh, it's really the Penn Station of the air, <laughs> is how I consider it. Uh, but uh, I tell you, I had a, uh, a family sitting behind me on the first leg of the journey, and again, it was nothing much to report here, nothing much to report, but uh, it was... Uh, a family that uh, I guess I, I couldn't quite place their accent just from listening to them, and, and thankfully I had some headphones that I put in. But uh, they uh, talked the whole time, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I don't know what's going on there. I couldn't tell what the relationship was between everyone because the mother, who, who uh, quite honestly appeared to be uh, perhaps on some kind of medication, uh, referred to uh, both her, who I assume was her husband, and her 20-year-old son or their ward of some kind as baby. So there was a lot of uh, a baby talk, uh, talking about baby, and uh, no babies present. 
but but yet this continued. So it was an interesting ride out, and of course, uh, then I made it to Dallas Fort Worth, uh, which, uh, if you're wondering. Uh, 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 how seniors are doing in America, it's good to check out gate C31 to C9. C9, my goodness, I've never been around so many uh, senior citizens uh, until I, of course, got to the El Dorado. <laughs> and they're all here having an early bird special with me down there at the restaurant. But uh, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth was uh, a good, had so many great shopping options. Honestly, I was... I was almost late for my connecting flight because I was in the Fox News Superstore, and they also had a Chili's 2, uh, which I've always thought should be a Chili's also. Uh, and uh, upon further reflection, I'm actually not sure why it's, a, an, why it's an additional uh, a, a Chili's at all. Uh, it's, it's a Chili's. So, so I don't know where they thought the branding uh, folks there, where they thought, you know what would be good? If we're going to have a place in a restaurant, or in an airport, if we're going to have a restaurant in an airport, we should call it what it's called, but say that it's somehow also that thing that it would be if you just called it that. If you just walk into an airport and say, Chili, no, there's a Chili's there. You don't see a TGI Fridays too, or a Burger King also, or same as McDonald's. They just call it what it is. You don't expect any less... Or more. I mean, you expect less because it's an airport, but you don't expect any more when you go to a Chili's too than you would in a regular Chili's establishment. So the whole thing is a little bit conf confounding uh, to me. But uh, uh, the other confounding part is how the eye of of the Chili's logo connects to the other eye, making somehow a kind of underground uh, uh, a U or a, a two J's facing each other in a mirror. Uh, I, I don't understand the logic uh, of, of that. The place is called Chili's, not Chijulis. Uh, so uh, I'd like to know, if somebody does work for uh, the Chili's Corporation, feel free to drop me a line <laughs> and you let me know. But it's a strange kind of place, and uh, as I said, a lot of people on the carts and the scooters trying to get all over the place and uh, they've just got uh, 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 a lot. Of, they're changing all the gates, which, of course, uh, is very pleasant when you're dealing with old folks. They like to they like to move from where they are. They just embrace change, which is something I look forward to when I get uh, uh, to be their age. But <clears throat> we got on the uh, uh, plane there uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth, without incident, on the way to Reno. <laughs> Now, I'm a person that enjoys the uh, aisle seat. I make no bones about it. I uh, urinate frequently when I'm on a plane, and I like easy access to that. I don't mind getting bumped by the cart or, or the occasional obese passenger. Uh, it, it's fine. It's, it's, it's part of the experience that I really look forward to is human contact, uh, and I get it in spades when I'm in the aisle, and I, I, I love doing it. And I can tell other people love it too. But I'm sitting there, and then next to me, of course, now I also want you to know I pay a little extra to move up from boarding uh, class four, which is basically uh, steerage and, and uh, pets. And I moved up from that category, $9, ladies and gentlemen, I paid per leg of the trip to move up to number, number one. 
So I get there early, which means I can sit down. I get plenty of overhead space because somehow they're letting all these people on with the... They they all think they're... I don't know where they're going with these things, and I don't know if they've just never been on a plane and seen the space constraints that we have, but uh, a lot of people should check this stuff. And because people, I guess, are charged... The airline's charged now, uh, people don't do it, so they think they can muscle this stuff on and and they do and they try and jam it and always you think gosh I help that person load that thing into the top and please don't let it hit me on the head and oh my gosh this is a nightmare but uh, <laughs> once you get through that anyhow I'm sitting there in the aisle and the guy's next to me he looks like a real bookworm he's reading a book about Katrina uh, the hurricane not my niece <laughs> and so you know he's going to be a real upper on the trip so I, I, I didn't want to engage with him, but fine. If you want to sit next to me, he's in the middle seat. That's okay. He's got the hump. Well, then this old fella comes on. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie There Will Be Blood, but this was that guy aged, you know, 20, 30 years. That same character, kind of an old crusty cowboy, an old oil man from somewhere uh, uh, out in Bakersfield, this guy. He gets on there, and he says, Well, I don't mind if you all move in. I'll be happy to take the aisle. <laughs> and I thought, Well, now I just paid extra money to get into this aisle seat early, and are you telling me? So then, without hesitation or consultation, I might add, the old uh, depressive next to me moves next to the window. Now, I tell you, you think I'm using the, the word depressive lightly, but I'm not, because he didn't, he's reading this book, number one, which you got to be a little bit depressed to be reading this. It's called, like, A Dead Body in the Attic or something, for God's sake. He keeps the windows down the whole time. That's a sign of a shut-in, or someone at least emotionally disturbed. He keeps it down the whole time, so you can't see any of the... Uh, of our spectacular landscape over the four corners and, and whatnot as we're flying in. So he moves right away. Without hesitation, without consultation, he moves to the window, which might as well be nothing because he's got it shut. Well, what's old Dale supposed to do in this situation? Hold the line and say, no, fella, I should mention that this old guy comes in and he's got a ski pole. I don't know if we got a cane shortage in America or what's going on, but a lot of the older folks I've seen that have trouble walking are using ski poles. So he's got a ski pole. I don't know if cane manufacturers need to get wise to the fact that people should have them high, need taller uh, canes or what. But anyhow, and uh, of course that's a deal to try. He knock, you know, he's knocking it into everybody, and the and the stewardess there has to help him load it up into the top thing. And uh, anyway, so I moved to the middle because what are you gonna do? An old fella's got trouble walking. And uh, uh, what am I going to say? No, 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 you go to the middle middle place there, old-timer. So I respect my elders just as they do in the Native American communities, and uh, I imagine in some uh, 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 parts of Florida. And uh, uh, so I, I moved to, to the middle, the least desirable seat on the entire plane, ladies and gentlemen, short of the one that's right next to the bathroom or the bulkhead. I'm in the middle. Now... It would be okay if this guy was not also 6'4", whatever he is, which which, which then for anybody, and I'm sympathetic to this, I'm not a tall man, but I, I, I'm also not a short person. I have legs, 
and 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 they've increasingly made the legroom smaller to fit more people in, so they can charge more money and make more money and blah blah blah. Anyway, uh, this guy gets in there, and I'm telling you, if I if I had wanted to design the ideal scenario where somebody who vaguely reminds me of a, a Jack Palance has his leg against me for four hours, three hours, could not have designed a better scenario. This is it. That was it. That was what it was like. His uh, uh, leg rubbing against mine. And, and, and the other guy is reading his book. He's got his... I don't have any armrest for three hours, ladies and gentlemen. Three hours. I'm somebody that's a patient person. I can deal with a lot, but this was starting to just push me into into another zone. Not to mention, now this guy, he's taking pills and whatnot to, to deal with whatever he's got. I don't know, rheumatoid arthritis or something. And uh, he's got the pill. He nearly knocks his water on me and uh, all this. And then, I mean, the, 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 the problem was I didn't want to bother him, so I didn't want... I didn't, here's the real thing. I like talking to people, ladies and gentlemen. You know that. I like talking to you most of all. But but I don't like talking on, on planes. I, 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 I don't get a kick out of it. I don't want to learn where you're from. I don't want to know where you're going. It's the one time when I'm away from baby Pepsi and my dear niece Katrina that I don't have to talk to anybody. You know, I can just, just be. I, I deal with people all day handing out the flyers up on Broadway for the musicals and comedy shows. I get it. I love talking to people. But the one time, if I have to travel to one of these things where I got a gig somewhere, I like to just be focused and quiet and think about the gigs, focus on my craft, uh, write a few jokes, think about some stuff. And this guy, wouldn't you know, he leans in first of all. He's got his leg all pressed against me. The other guy's reading God knows what a tombstone book. And uh, this guy said, Are you going for business or to play? And I realize that sounds a little bit like a pirate, but that, that's kind of what he, he, he's had, real squinty eyes like pirates do. Anyhow, I just didn't, I didn't feel like, you know, I said business, and I left it at that. I didn't want to get going, but you could tell he was one of these folks that just likes to engage with you and make it, and he said, well, I had the headphones in at this point, ladies and gentlemen. He still leans in, so I had to pull out the headphone as if it was a, a, a trial for him. He said, well, I'm going because my brother has a, a gold mine that I like to see. Well, okay. Now, if you were on the podcast, I'd love to talk to you about gold mining and uh, 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 the uh, you know, raping of the landscape here. But, uh, you know, it's just I got three hours and I got to be at, at the hotel and I got to prep and I got to go to the show. So I don't I don't want to engage with you about about some kind of mining facility outside of Reno, but that's what he wanted to talk about, and uh, so I said, well, what well, that sounds fascinating, and uh, tell me more. And anyhow, two hours in, and I know a lot more about uh, gold mining uh, than I ever wanted to, ever cared to. Uh, also have some great recipes for some spice rubs. So, there you go. That's what happens when you're pushed to do things you don't want to do. Folks, uh, I'm going to open up the blinds here. State-of-the-art uh, uh, window uh, uh, shielding mechanism here at the El Dorado. And let me describe to you uh, what I'm seeing here, just from my perch, my vantage point, the uh, very rare position here on the 17th floor. The, the city is awash in pink neon. 
Uh, of course, that's the color one would most associate with El Dorado, our great uh, uh, explorer or uh, conquistador, whatever he was or whatever that is. Uh, I guess, you know, I, I thought it was about somebody looking for gold. And, of course, a lot of people here are looking for gold. And what better signifier than the color pink? So the whole place is lit up. When you close your eyes at night, you see uh, uh, pink. And the whole room is lit up pink, uh, uh, So, which uh, is really fantastic. And I guess, uh, the, well, you know, while it lights up pink, the actual colors uh, that are in the room, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if they were going for gold and everything's just uh, been damaged by cigarette smoke and age and it's all become uh, beige. It's as if I booked a room inside of a Mac 2E. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, so that's where I'm at. Everything's very beige. They got some great artwork on the wall, so I'm interested in finding out more about this artist. So I might go down to the 16th floor and see exactly the same thing. But uh, uh, beautiful, beautiful work. Uh, uh, I, you imagine when you're in Reno that you'd have some beautiful landscapes, and this seems to be of a landscape in uh, Tuscany or perhaps Napa or perhaps just the idea of Napa. Uh, uh, beautiful. I'm glad they printed them large. They're almost life-size and in beautiful gold frames. Uh, uh, so uh, my thanks uh, to all of them. Reno, of course, you get a chance to get out. I got a chance today to walk around. And uh, boy, it's a great city if you're a drifter. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's an unusual kind of place for the characters that you encounter. Of course, you, when you're in New York, you have a lot of other people around you, so you don't feel that same sense of dread uh, when, when someone of this caliber approaches you. But uh, I've had some good uh, conversations, and it's a great city for walking. If you like walking alone, uh, I want to uh, let you know that the Psychic Convention of 2012 is coming up soon. So definitely check the, the websites uh, for that. Um, and uh, I don't know if you ever saw the Andromeda strain. It's a little bit like that, uh, be, being here when they show all the dead birds and uh, not much going on. But it's really picked up uh, here at night. My view of the parking structure is a good one, and I can see that people are up and down, up and down in the elevator, uh, looking forward to a good time and perhaps a drink. I'm pairing the podcast tonight uh, with the after effects of a... Uh, <laughs> Balvany uh, 12 that was down there. They had a mislabel in the uh, menu, so I didn't go with what I had preferred. It, was, it turned out it was $10 more than what the menu said, so I went for a cheaper option, but I'm no less uh, affected by it, so that's good. Uh, also, good news is the folks can still smoke here in, in Nevada, uh, out in the Wild West, and uh, I often miss the odor of my grandmother's attic that stale envelope of yesterday's parliaments mixed with soup, and that's uh, the kind of uh, thing that just uh, strikes you as soon as you walk into the El Dorado, city of gold, city of pink, the pink city. It's an odd sort of place, and I bet if there's a hair dye shortage in America, I can point you to the waiter <laughs> that's causing it. I ate downstairs tonight at a, a place. They give you this. I like to describe what they have. If you've been to uh, Denny's, or IHOP, uh, they put your menu uh, down 
on your table, and it might be a uh, what would be generously called an X or a cross made out of plastic, and then they have inserts in there, and each one, uh, in this case, it's in the room here, and they tell you about, I'm just uh, spinning it for, for no real reason, uh, other than I can, but uh, talks about, they got a nice picture of prime rib and some uh, 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 fella of Latino descent operating a coffee machine, and sushi shaped like hearts on this thing as an enticement. So, uh, of course, that worked, and I went downstairs and uh, had a nice steak, a little potatoes of gratin, and some wine, and uh, then I went over to the bar, and uh, I was really enjoying uh, uh, the piano player, Megan, who was there. If you've ever thought that Billy Joel would have sounded better as a woman, uh, the... And you're in luck if you come here, because she really did uh, open my eyes to the uh, feminine undertones and strengths of uh, piano man, piano person, as I now call it. Uh, and there's a there's a great old fella there, and I asked about him, and I said, "What's the deal with this fella here?" And he just uh, dances and stretches, and I guess he comes in and has a few drinks and just likes to let loose. So. Uh, uh, we became fast friends down there, and I had a lot of, a lot of fun. Patty uh, 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 Starlight, her real name is Megan, but she goes by Patty Starlight. I thought that was interesting, so I circled that here and wanted to uh, let you know about that. Uh, if you if you wonder where your Social Security money is going, uh, it, it's 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 right here. Here's where everybody. <laughs> everybody is it's a city of low-cut dresses and uh, overabundance of of unnecessary neon and uh, 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 people receiving uh, social security checks I had a great view when I was eating of uh, they have a very famous fountain here ladies and gentlemen they they, they, they pointed out on the on the materials and the brochures uh, the air conditioner just kicked off I like to kick it uh, keep it at a constant uh, 73 degrees, and uh, I prefer if that means that the fan goes on and then off, so you get that moment where you think, my God, will the air conditioner never come on again? And then it does as you're sleeping all through the night. That makes for a restful night, so I appreciate that. But I had a great view. They had this, this fountain, and I guess I, I guess it was built by, by a, a real visionary of the American West, and uh, I walked through there the other day. It's a really elaborate fountain of maybe Neptune or someone there with a trident. Of course, this all has deep connections to El Dorado. You can see why they would have uh, this kind of celebration of the sea here in Reno, Nevada. Uh, so they got Neptune up there, and he's uh, uh, nude, and I don't know. He's got maybe a trident or something, and there's a few... Uh, uh, I guess they're uh, horses around him and uh, some other aquatic life spitting water. The whole thing's a very elaborate uh, fountain and it's right there located before uh, uh, a couple of the restaurants there near the sushi place and I, of course and the, the European uh, steak, steakhouse. Uh, and really nothing says, uh, European steak and seafood place, uh, like one calling it a European steak and seafood, something a European place would never do. 
ladies and gentlemen. But uh, also, I think you know when you're in a European steak and seafood place when you see maroon shirts and black vests on all the servers. That's a really nice touch where you say, oh, yes, Europe, because Europe is 1998 uh, in a hospitality school. But uh, anyhow, I'm there, uh, sitting there, having my glass of, of wine and, wine, and uh, having the steak, and I'm looking out there on the on the sculpture, and I didn't realize that the horses that are in there—you you walk past a horse spitting water out of its mouth, you think, huh, "Okay." Uh, but <laughs> I walked past there tonight. On closer examination, there are horses that have the front part of their body is horse, and the rear part of their body is a fishtail. So I get, I guess, uh, an interpretation of seahorse. Or something I would call, I guess, a merhorse. Uh, I don't even know how the thing survives, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if you put that thing out into the open sea, what's it? What's the best case scenario there? Uh, it seems illogical to me that the great Neptune would surround himself with uh, creatures that w would die instantly upon uh, uh, meeting the water. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, perhaps he's on to something that I'm not. And uh, that's, uh, that's very, uh, very possible. I did have uh, said uh, whiskey at the bar uh, and enjoy the tunes there of Patty Starlight. And uh, uh, I'm telling you, I just love, they're famous here, this place, uh, for their vodka, so much so that they turned the Y in their name into a martini glass, which I thought was endlessly clever. I love when they do that to their logo and uh of course that came on everything came on the butter came on the on the plates and again just you, you want to get branding is important once you're inside the place so anyhow uh i was at the at the bar and uh they do all these great martinis said you want a martini menu i said no thank you but uh i do i was sitting there looking at it and they had all these uh great glass uh, what are they, octagonal almost, or uh, dodecahedronical uh, glass uh, jars that are full of, of old decaying fruit in, in vodka. And I just love it. I love watching things uh, be destroyed by alcohol, uh, which <laughs> asked my ex-wife about that too. But uh, anyhow, I, I, I do love infused vodkas. I, I wish that there was an infused scotch because I, if I could have a watermelon scotch, boy, many times I've thought that to myself. Boy, it's a nice hot day. I'd love to have a watermelon infused uh, uh, Macallan. Uh, <laughs> so they have that and uh, uh, they have the, at least the vodka version of it and you can make whatever you want out of that and I bet they're making some good stuff down there. And then, of course, I saw right next to it they had the, the Red Bull in its own spec. It was in a LED light-up plastic case. And I thought, whoa, that is, oh, boy, I'd like to have Red Bull just based on the case. But uh, they ought to just do skip kind of the intermediary there and just do infused Red Bulls. Uh, maybe you put something in there and then pour that into an infused, a double infusion. Anyhow, I started thinking a lot about infusion, and I knew it was probably time to come up to my room. Uh, so I did. Here I am. That's how it goes. And uh, having a great time out here in Reno. 
Folks, if you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, uh, please continue to, to, to stay tuned there to uh, 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 Dale Radio here on the site or on iTunes and uh, rate us. If you like, that'd be great. Uh, I know we, we've got some great supporters uh, for Season 4, and we've got some great shows lined up. Some I can't even talk about yet. They're so good. Uh, but uh, uh, I hope you'll, you'll come back and listen to some of those. Uh, my thanks to everybody involved with the program, and uh, my thanks to, to Reno, my thanks to the Sands Regency, the co-ed uh, in and Motor Lodge. They had some fun shows over there. And uh, now till next time, uh, I'm going to be filling my whiskey bottles uh, with pennies and dimes. It's the only hope I have of saving my money uh, from the slot machines. So uh, now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Oh, my goodness, a lot of people came together to make this season possible, and my thanks go out to all of them, including the folks behind the season four take on the theme song originally composed by Steve O'Reilly at Engine Sound. This version is arranged by Lisa Mezzacappa and John Finkbeiner, performed by Lisa Mezzacappa and V.J. Anderson, recorded, mixed, and mastered by John Finkbeiner at New Improved Recording in Oakland, California. Thanks also to the following generous, good-looking, and fun-at-parties friends of the program. Cole Akers, Miranda Banks, Rachel Bears, Stefan Bodeker, Hannah Bowes, The Brain Flutter Foundation, Melissa Broder, Adam Bronstein, Justin Carroll, Tom Carroll, Amy Chang, John Charles, Tanisha Christie, Rachel Turner, Pamela Clapp, Julie Cummings, Amanda Duarte, Emily Elson, Dan Engbert, Alex Estrovis, Sidney Erickson Feinstein, Lauren Fitzgerald, Aaron Gabbard, Tanya Glanz, Jay Harlow, Betty Jo Hallett. My goodness, this is a lot. Thank you. This is outstanding. Meredith Hudson, Melissa Yeager-Miller, Steve Lambert, Daniel Lee, Maura Madden, Shauna McGarry, Michelle Meggett, George Nocturne, Peter Nocturne, Susan Newberry, Aaron Nichols, Steve O'Reilly, Anne Philbin, Elizabeth Eva Rossoff, Gabe Roth, Rebecca Rothbaum, Trinidad Ruiz, Jacqueline Skaggs, Shannon Stratton, Joel Tompkins, Karen Weber, Gabe Weiser, Will K. Wilkins, Brian Yeh, and 10 anonymous friends. Thank you all very much. <laughs>